the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Barnett. Once again, another very busy week happening in London, surrounding areas, and the world It never seems to stop. Tons of great news stories for you over at lfpress.com and of course in the pages of the London Free Press. This week, I am once again joined by London Free Press health reporter Jennifer Beeman. Jen, how are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining the show. I know you have been busy, so I want to start off by saying... Are you breathing a little easier? Because we are officially allowed to legally leave our homes. The The lockdown has ended, but there's still a lot of things we can't do. Like not really anything has changed, except you can leave your house freely. <laughs> yes. So this very, I think people don't necessarily understand just how heavy handed and restrictive the stay home order was, but we can freely leave our homes now, which is excellent. I don't know where you're going to go or what you're going to do, but you can, you can go, you can go and hang out. Uh, but, you know, we still got retail restrictions, dining restrictions, all kinds of other things. So, I mean, I mean, yes, the, the stay home order is done, but I mean, what are, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? <laughs> totally true. I will say the one good thing that we can do safely now is socialize outside five people maximum, socially distanced, of course. So that is allowed June 14th, obviously still a big date looming where some non-essential retail is going to reopen bars and restaurants, I think are going to open for outdoor patio dining. So there is that date to look forward to, but we also had another bomb dropped on us uh, with regards to fast tracking second doses. So this happened late last week. Again, uh, it's always like the pre-weekend scramble. It was announced that people were going to be able to get their second doses quicker, but then there was a huge but. So let's talk about the announcement first of all, and then what's going on here locally, because we are in the asterisks of the but. <laughs> so it was super exciting for Queens Park to announce this second doses for everyone. It was glossy and exciting and it made everyone feel good. Um, except for, like you said, the big caveat, not here, not here yet. Uh, so we don't have supply. We have so many people looking for first doses. We've got 12 to 17 year olds in the 18 year old age group, which only just opened up a couple weeks back. Um, and we're in an area where our supply through parts of April and May was being diverted to hotspots in Toronto and Peel to vaccinate those people. Good move, solid move. Those people needed it. They were going to hospitals. We were taking on their hospital patients. Those needed to be targeted, but we haven't caught up on that yet. So, you know, as, as you see, if you ever you know, flip on the news, you see it's a bonanza of second dose bookings in Ottawa and Toronto and everyone's really excited. It's not happening here yet. It won't happen probably until next week. And even then we're only looking at the 80 plus crowd. Um, the province had given a timeline that they want, you know, regions to stick to for expanding second dose eligibility to different age groups. So it'd go down to 70 at some point. Um, but, you know, for your, for your general public, it's, it's into July when you might be able to book again. And even if you are, are you going to get an appointment within much sooner than your other second appointment would have been? It's, it's really a whole thing. So, I mean, it's exciting. It's good that they're focusing on that, but I mean, locally it's, it's, uh, I mean, we just need, we need vaccines. We're 20,000, our health unit estimates, we have a 20,000 dose catch up that we need to make and, and we haven't done it yet. 
that the province hasn't given us the doses we need. Well, I think part of the fear is that this is going to turn into kind of like a hunger games of second doses. It's, it's scary. And everybody is just so at their wits end because I feel like you get the first shot and you're like, oh my God. Okay. Like I got my shot. I got my first shot right away before I even got the needle in my arm. They handed me a ticket. Here's your second appointment. And all of a sudden you're like, it's happening. Like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And then you see other regions outside of London and Middlesex ramping things up. And I'm just like, why are we the forgotten children once again? Uh, Dr. Chris Mackey got to touch on him though, because he's been pretty vocal about his frustrations with regards to the province and lack of dosages in this region. And we just even opened another vaccine clinic because initially the province had said, if you can show us that you can accommodate, then we will give you more. But then it's been kind of cricket. So what is Dr. Chris Mackey saying at this point about the shortage? So, you know, we're, we're doing about 3,000 to 3,500 shots a day at, in London at our four sites, London and, and Middlesex County. We can do 7,000 at those sites. We don't have the supply to do it, but, but it has space for 7,000. Um, you know, our, our medical officer of health, Dr. Mackey, has actually been pretty, um, you know, you know their, their job is to, you know, kind of implement the province's directives. And, and that's what they've been dutifully doing this time. But um, th- this has been a bit of a rare break lately where they're saying, listen, like, these plans are fine and good province, but you need to give us supply. And so he's been very calmly saying, listen, this is what we need. He's been pushing for just more doses here. There's so much demand for shots. The health unit's booking well into June, mid to late June for first dose appointments. Um, Pharmacies are coming online around here with Pfizer and Moderna, which is excellent. But again, that's not as as big of a channel as a mass vaccination site. So, um, you know, even Mayor Holder here has been really pushing the province for, you know, we've, we've got the capacity, we've got the demand, just please give us the doses. So I would hope in the next couple of weeks with the amounts that the province is getting that we could see increases. But again, we're, we're playing catch up. We, for weeks and weeks in April and May, um, we were kind of frozen at a certain level because they were targeting other areas. So we just need to catch up on that. And, and then we should be in a better place for second doses, for more people for first doses. You're more tuned in than I am, but there was a lot of confusion. I know with me when I was going through things with a fine tooth comb, it was like, so we had the, the age increments and then we had the, you're eligible if you have certain health conditions. And then all of a sudden it was like all workers. And then I feel like I blinked and it was like anybody 12 plus can get it. Is there still a shortage? Like, I know Canada, we're not producing the vaccines here. We've been getting some from the United States. I know there's a shortage here locally, but like, it seems like I read yesterday that 2.6 million doses were arriving in Canada this week. So is there still the supply shortage nationwide, not just here locally? You know, we're, we're really getting into a good moment right now in Canada where we are getting millions and millions of doses a week, um, you know, 40 million doses by the end of whatever. And, and so, you know, in our first quarter, it was really dull. I don't remember, know if you remember much about March or, or you know, February or January. I try to block that from my mind. It was dark. <laughs> it was dismal. We had no doses. It was very bad. Um, but, you know, hey, things are better now. We're, we're, they're coming in. They're flying out the doors. We're administering hundred, you know, more than 100,000, 150,000 vaccine doses a day in Ontario. So there's there's the supply coming in. It's just, you know, we need to be compensated for the hotspot strategy in April and May. 
Um, and, and just be really given our fair share. We're about 3% of Ontario's population. So we should be getting about 3% of Ontario's doses if, if that's the, the way that they're doing it. Um, the second dose thing is complicating factors as well, because if we really got a big push in April and May, those people are coming up soon. So that can kind of take, take away some of your, your available appointments because you have to fulfill those second dose shots. So, I mean, we're in, we're in a good place. The goal is two doses by September. I believe that that's, there's a supply to do it. It's just, it needs to be more equal. Um, and, you know, it's, it's brutal for us in London because we're, we're a big enough center where we've got some clout. And I can only imagine how um, difficult this could be for even smaller centers or rural centers that just aren't getting their share. Like we have the ability to stand up and be like, give us doses. But, you know, if you're, if you're in rural Ontario, that might not be the same. So I hope that there's really a refocusing here. Always the optimist, Jen. I love it. It's interesting that you say like the goal is, and I had heard this province-wide by September, two doses. I got my first shot middle of May. I was booked for the beginning of September for my second dose. Now I'm going to be cautious. I did see a tweet and I don't know who this woman was. And I'm probably going to put you on the spot a little bit. She was able to take her 16 year old to get his first shot. He works in a grocery store, absolutely needed. And then she said, I feel so grateful. Second shot already booked 56 days. So I start doing the math and not to sound jealous, but I'm going to, <laughs> I start doing the math and I'm like, wait a second. So he got his shot after me and he's going to have a second dose way before me. Is this what's actually happening? Is that factual? Do you know anything about that with regards to school age kids? So in the London area, that is happening. If you're a high school student, if you're in that 12 to 17 age group and you're going back to school in September, the health unit here has shortened your interval. Um, which I don't think they're going rogue. I think that was part of the province's thing of, you know, we want kids vaccinated. Like that's, you know, I don't think they're just being like, ha ha, making it up on the spot in London. I think that it was, you know, part of a bigger discussion. Uh, it's tough and you kind of could feel jealous and it would be understandable because, you know, um, you want your second dose as soon as possible. We all do. I, I'm not sure if that will have to change. We have 80 year olds here who are more vulnerable to disease and death and severe outcomes from COVID who aren't getting their second shot earlier, who will have to wait to the four months or very close to it. And I think that's the other, the other thing is if you got your vaccine early, like maybe April or, or May, when you're able to rebook your second shot earlier, when the province allows this, you might not be getting in much earlier, maybe a couple of weeks if you're lucky. And I, I think that's kind of Londoners just in general, if you have already received your shot in April or May, you manage your expectations a little. I, I mean, the way that I, I would see the, the second dose rollout really shortening for people is if they're getting their shots in June, July, because um, then they would probably see their second shots, you know, maybe crunch down a little bit like to a lesser um, time frame. I love that. Uh, something I do want to touch on, Dr. Chris Mackey has said he hopes by June 7th, those 80 plus will be able to start rebooking their appointments, their second appointments. He were there rebooking. So you are on the hook to reach out to the health unit to do that. Otherwise, like they will not be reaching out to you for your second dose. If you've already been given a date, which you should have, uh, that's the date they expect to see you unless you call. And I do believe it's going to be phone call only. Is that, is that right, Jen? Do you know? So luckily for people, they're working on a workaround so that it's not phone call only. You're right about the first round though. When healthcare workers were allowed to bump up their shots, this was only a couple of weeks ago, this was allowed. The only option in the London area was given the phone line a call. And that thing is just been a chronic, a chronic thing. I mean, 
it's a phone line. Like it's, it's 2021 and phone lines get crowded with people. It just, it was a whole mess. It's been a mess the whole time. Um, Health unit is working on an online rebooking system. They'll have it up and running. So that will be how you do it. Um, the, the one sort of fly in the ointment would be if, if a person decided, well, I'm going to go find another vaccine at a pharmacy um, and book an appointment at a pharmacy, they'd need to make sure they cancel their second shot at the assessment center. So that'll be part of the messaging you'll be seeing is, you know, rebook at the same assessment center you went to, or if you find one elsewhere, make sure you cancel. Um, but again, I guess we'll have to see how this sort of works out. They're still developing this, this online ability for the 80 plus crowd and then they'll roll to the 70 plus crowd and then kind of some age or date ranges um, moving forward. That's a very interesting point. I didn't even think about the pharmacies that are going to be administering Pfizer or Moderna, depending on what your first shot was, and maybe bypassing a line like that. It is going to be like the Hunger Games. I was right in saying that. Well, and it's, I, it's I tough. Sorry? I'm sorry. It's, it's tough because, you know, you want second doses to go to the people that need them the most, the people that are most at risk. And, and the, a lot of this rollout has, has sort of been uh, shots for the savviest. And, you know, the people that are able to, to have the connections to get their granddaughter to go and book them an appointment or things. So, I mean, I really hope the second dose thing rolls out um, well. The good news for people is if they don't want to rebook, they've still got their second shot appointment. Um, it's only if you want to. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm hoping for a better fall and hopefully this will all just be a distant memory come October. I love that. Thank you so much for your time and your insight. You are nothing but a wealth of knowledge. So tuned in with what's going on in the community with regards to COVID and the vaccine. So thank you so much for your time, Jen. I really appreciate it. And hopefully by the next time we're talking, it's like the floodgates have opened. We've just got a plethora of vaccines. That would be really, really nice. Um, Just a reminder, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, subscribe. We are on all of the podcast platforms, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. YouTube, of course, over at lfpress.com, you name it, we are there. Tons of stories, like I said, going on over at lfpress.com and in the pages of the London Free Press. We will be back again next week with another edition of the London Free Press podcast. Until then, stay well.